The Color Gap Podcast is part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. This episode is brought to you by Taproot Edmonton, which publishes curiosity-driven stories, topical newsletters, and locally focused podcasts, all in the service of informing Edmontonians about their community. Want to start your day informed? Check out The Pulse, Taproot's daily news briefing. The Pulse tells you what you need to know about Edmonton every weekday morning. You'll get short, informative updates about what's happening at City Hall, plus coverage of business, tech, food, the arts, and more. You'll also get a little bit of whimsy from features such as A Moment in History and the Friday Podcast Pick. And it's free. Sign up today at taprootedmonton.ca slash pulse. That's taprootedmonton.ca slash pulse. Now, I think it's time we all get out of the scarcity mindset. To shake it off, to say no more. You know the one that I'm talking about, where you stick through, hang out where you're not all that excited to be, stay in the job to collect that paycheck or rack up that experience because we're told we should, because we've been taught to be polite, thoughtful, not rock the boat, and probably because we feel like we don't have options. And those stories we tell ourselves around the right thing to do, the right time to take that leap of faith or not take it at all, those come from somewhere. Many of you have stories like mine. My parents, immigrants from Pakistan who moved to Canada over 40 years ago, didn't have that much choice in the decisions they made around a career that aligned with their heart's desire. They role modeled hard work, sacrifice, and doing what they had to do to make it work. And part of me hopes that they are and were happy that I didn't have to make the same choices as them because I think that was their barometer of success. They chose opportunities that would put food on our table that would set us up for our futures. And each choice to move jobs or change career path was rooted in economic gain, no matter how small. And many of us grew up watching our parents navigate this push-pull of working for their family's well-being while actively having to put aside any desire to do work that really lit them up. Their lack of choice, the world that they arrived in that didn't give a shit about their international credentials and their need to rebuild means that myself and maybe many of you out there as well are sufferers of new age problems. My generation and those after me arguably have had access to all this education, knowledge sharing, information, and yes, opportunity at our fingertips. And from that, we can sometimes get on this quest to discover the right path, perhaps jumping around to find the perfect fit. But sometimes we stay stagnated and forget that we have choices. We aren't in this lack mentality that our parents we're forced to be in. So why do so many of us act like we are? And let's put this in real-time facts. A Microsoft survey of more than 30,000 global workers showed that 41% of workers were considering quitting or changing professions this year alone. That old mentality of being grateful for a job and pushing through 
toxic workplace environments need not have a chokehold on you anymore. All of that anxiety and that thinking and that desire to do something different is possible. And perhaps for you, it's not rooted in trauma or mistreatment or even feeling misaligned at the core career level with where you're at. Perhaps it's a redirection and a shift, a realization that life is too short. With the last 18 months of our lives literally navigating collective trauma of the global pandemic, lockdown after lockdown, and this hyper focus on our own mortality in a way that none of us have ever managed through before. It's really no wonder space has been taken for reflection and reconsideration of what is needed to really make the most of life. And I can speak from experience. I was part of this early trend before it kind of became a trend in early 2020, taking a big career risk, a pivot of sorts to reinvent my career path. And I did it because I was stagnated. Now, I didn't know what was to come. It was very early on in the pandemic, and I've always been this sort of restless and sometimes reckless human, taking risks without a safety net outside of my own belief in my ability to figure things out, perhaps a false sense of confidence that I can't quite pinpoint the origin of, or perhaps an inner knowing that there is a bounce back ability that is innate within me that could help me push through whatever the consequences of those risks were. I speak from experience both as a person who was a part of the early trend of the great resignation and as someone who has taken risk after risk in my career despite being surrounded by more conservative mindsets, despite growing up watching my parents make choices solely for economic gain. So I hope you take my perspective to heart because a big part of this platform is really about inspiring and empowering other women of color to step into the possibilities of their lives. And I will say, though, that I really do believe there is beauty in ending up in places that don't light you up. Part of the process of getting to where you really want to be is muddling through those opportunities that simply don't align with what excites you. Sometimes we have to go to places where we aren't appreciated or don't have our full potential actualized to realize what works and what doesn't work, to know the good and to deeply appreciate when we're in the right place. But it doesn't have to handcuff you. The possibilities should be explored and limiting yourself to staying where you're at because you're afraid of how recruiters and hiring managers will perceive you is hopefully a thing of the past. We deserve to thrive at work, to work for leaders and in organizations that bring out the best in us, full stop. So what if your next move could be your last major direction change and each subsequent move rooted in choices to grow, to do more in an arena you loved with all your might? Maybe a novel idea to some, but with me, you don't get novel bullshit. You get the opportunity to consider the possibilities and went, get one step closer to a career to love. And maybe it's a question of how do you know when it's time to pull the trigger on the big life change and even move towards a path of exploring the thing you've kind of always thought you wanted to do but never really thought was possible. Well, it's funny you should ask because I've got some signs of when to start. Consider 
moving on and cutting ties with that unfulfilling job or go nowhere career path and start on a path to get focused on what you really want. And before I go further, I will say that this isn't meant to brush over real instances of workplace trauma or mistreatment and inequity. I did an entire episode on the color gap on the realities of workplace trauma for women of color. There is a reality of how we're treated as women of color in workplaces that simply aren't designed to help us thrive. A simulation and trying to fit into a mold of something that resembles the white supremacist cultures of our corporate environments, those are all very real. There is so much research out there that validates it. And if it ever crosses the line where you feel like you're unable to show up as your authentic self, where you're being managed from a lens of performance that feels unachievable because it's inequitable or unfair, where you don't feel psychologically safe to say what needs to change for yourself or for the greater good, that is reason alone to not think twice about walking away. You deserve more than what a toxic workplace will ever be able to give you or evolve to grow to give you. You don't need to stick it out to fit some arbitrary and antiquated rule book. You can walk away and find greener pastures, and you should. But when things are maybe less urgent and you're not making decisions from a place of saving your mental health, those reasons are still really worthy of exploring and validating for yourself. You don't need to put yourself in situations or pull yourself out of situations of trauma for you to be able to reflect on what you really deserve. And maybe let's get back to where we started with our conversation on scarcity programming. You may be doing it because you feel like you have to. You may be staying where you're at because you feel like it's the thing that you have to do because you don't have choices or you don't want to upset the apple cart. And let's be clear in saying that you always have a choice. And I'm not saying or advocating necessarily for you to quit your job with no backup plan. Although for me, that exact move quite a number of years ago was the catalyst I needed to get into my current career path. And maybe that's a story for another day. But what I am saying is that you always have the capacity to start making moves in the direction you want to be in, no matter how small or seemingly insignificant. It doesn't have to be as drastic as breaking up with your current role right this instant. But if you find yourself complaining about not feeling fulfilled or feeling stuck in your current role because of external circumstances you feel that are out of your control, If you stay put, you will always find yourself settling. And will you ever be any closer to working in a role or for a company that aligns with what you value the most? I think not. I would argue that those diminishing returns start popping up very quickly and suddenly you're no good to anyone because you're misaligned in a way that feels really meaningful. Maybe, secondly, you may have just gotten comfortable. And a quote by Helen Keller that has always resonated with me around this is, life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. These daring adventures don't come without some cost. And for most of us, that cost may be fear of failure. And fear is an interesting concept. On the one hand, no one wants to live a fear-based life. On the other hand, a little bit of fear and being in a bit of a state of discomfort on a regular basis can 
help to push you to grow. Where there is an absence of fear, there is likely an absence of opportunities to really test what you're made of. And that simply means you aren't challenging yourself and perhaps even settling for less than what you deserve. If every day is run on autopilot, eventually you're going to look back and regret and ask yourself what more could have been done. I can almost guarantee that if you're working in a career path that you're passionate about, that sense of complacency will be practically non-existent because you're invested, fear or no fear. And you'll always be looking for ways to grow and expand your learning and add value. And perhaps you're like me, where you end up in an organization where you've been pigeonholed. Perhaps you work in an organization that hits most of your check marks. You believe in the brand. You believe that what you do contributes to a better and higher cause, even if it's not the perfect path to your personal self-actualization. Maybe you're well-paid and you have a cool or perhaps awe-inspiring job title. But what if you've hit that peak where the challenges are no longer enough and you know you want more, that you can do more, but there just aren't the opportunities at present to do so? Do you wait it out or do you take charge of your path and start exploring your options? I think I know what option I would suggest. I would assume you would know based on this conversation what that would be. (laughs) I'm literally living proof that you can reinvent yourself and that being in the driver's seat of what comes next for you is a choice you can make. And I have just literally scratched the surface here, but my goal today is to help you think through what you may have been putting up with for far too long. I've said it once and I'll say it again. I'll do it until I am blue in the face. I will yell it from the rooftops that you deserve to thrive at work. Don't wait for the right time to put yourself and your dreams first. It's 2021 and never has there been a better time to shake off that scarcity mindset, to rethink your programming and consider the possibilities of a life lived on your terms. And before we end off, I really want to take a moment to highlight one of the amazing podcasts that are part of the Alberta Podcast Network with me. If you enjoy listening to The Color Gap, then I know you're going to love what I'm going to feature here. If you know anything about me, you know that I love books. It's kind of a bad habit, actually, buying too many books. And when I came across The Glass Bookshop, an independent bookstore located in Edmonton last year, I fell in love. Inclusivity, representation, and kindness simply ooze from their offerings and their presence online. And Glassbook Radio is the official podcast created and produced by the Glass Bookshop, where they interview their favorite writers, publishers, and readers. It's an absolute treat to listen to, and I can't recommend it enough. Find out more about Glassbook Radio and other locally grown podcasts on albertapodcastnetwork.com. And if you haven't taken a moment, I would love for you to be part of the conversation with me for the long term. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player and tune in every second Monday for new episodes and conversations. If you're so inclined, I would love for you to leave a review or for you to connect with me to tell me how I can be of further service to you. My contact details are always left in the description box of each episode. 
And I am so forever grateful for each of you coming along on this journey with me, for trusting me and giving me all of this space to be my authentic self. I literally cannot wait for what comes next. <laughs>